0: Ephesians chapter 3, inviting you to stand as we read together, beginning with verse number 8, which is my text verse, verse number 8, and on through verse number 13. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse number 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church The manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not, don't be discouraged at my tribulations, the trials for you which is your glory. They are for on your behalf. Don't faint. Be strong in the Lord. Praise His name. Father, would you enable us today, you know, the truth that has been burning on my heart and the truth that needs to be conveyed to each of us today. We pray that you will be glorified that you will be exalted and we'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I found myself in the Amplified Bible. Not always am I there studying, but wow, did it ever light my fire this time. And uh, as I mentioned, the, the classic edition, I found differences depending on Uh, what edition you have. And so the older the better, more or less, for my uh, thoughts this morning in endeavoring to, to pull out these truths. So from the Amplified, this eighth verse, our text verse, says to me, though I am the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people. This grace, this favor, this privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles the unending, the boundless, fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ, wealth which no human being could have searched out. I read that and meditated on that a while and did some studying and I thought, this will preach. There's some good, good, rich stuff here. The riches that God has prepared for those who follow Him cannot be comprehended by our little finite minds. There is so much there. The riches and the depth and the vastness of it are just beyond us to fully comprehend the eternal riches of god uh, far supersede the material wealth of this world i mean it just goes so far beyond we can be we can be impacted by just thinking of dollars and cents and the amounts that you pay for a home these days or a vehicles these days and we can be Kind of blown away from it all. But then you stop and you begin to dwell on the unsearchable riches of Christ. And all of the things of this world can't hold a candle to it. Absolutely not. And for this reason, Paul calls them unsearchable riches. And to state the obvious point, unsearchable does not mean not searchable. It doesn't mean you can't touch it and you can't examine it or you can't think about it. It means that go ahead and try. Have fun because you're going to just have to keep on digging and digging and digging because every level, every aspect of it, you are going to be filled with so much of God's unsearchable riches. And so... It doesn't mean that we should not seek to discover all that we can. It means God and his ways are inscrutable. They're unfathomable. They're inexhaustible. They're completely beyond completely finding out. You can just keep on studying because you're never going to reach the the top level. There's always more to explore. Amen. Amen. Many diseases are unsearchable. They were unsearchable until science discovered germs and science discovered bacteria and viruses, other causes. Yet, with all we know about the human body, there is a universe of discovery that remains. I mean, they just keep searching, they keep learning. They keep gaining knowledge and find out there are some things whoops, we missed it there, and just think God created us. Whew. No wonder he has unsearchable riches. Our purpose is to know him as intimately as possible that 's our purpose in life is is to know God, to keep searching him out and keep letting him search us out and to know us because he has a wealth, a wealth of information about him and a a depth of his riches that are just absolutely unsearchable. And so we have to live on the edge of discovery. The more we discover about God, the more we realize that He has all the answers. He has all the answers to all of our questions. He has the answers to the questions you haven't even been able to process yet. The more we know of God and His Word, the better equipped we are to live for God and to live in His kingdom on this earth. There's plenty for us to do for Him. This portion of Ephesians chapter 3 deals with the untold riches of Christ. The Apostle Paul seems to see clearly the entire picture. God God somehow just unveils some things to him. The riches, the plan of salvation hidden in time past as it talks about in verse 9. And God's purpose for the church through the person... Christ. And the last reason is boldness in prayer. So I have several P's here that I want to work through, about five of them that I would like to share with you as a little outline here this morning. So, first of all, it is the panorama, the picture that's unveiled, the entire picture. It it seems as though God was giving. Uh, Paul, kind of an unobstructed view of an aspect of his riches. An aspect of, of him himself. And it was a real eye-opener to the Apostle Paul. Here in verse 8, our text verse. And, and so Paul sees this, this panorama of the riches of Christ. And he's, he's kind of blown away. Back to the Amplified Bible. It uses the term unending. And I believe it's speaking of that which is eternal. The riches of Christ are unending. They're eternal. It just, you never get to the end of them. There's still so much more in every direction to be explored. It uses the term boundless. That would speak to me as something that's beyond imagination. I mean, about the time you think you figured something out, there's more to explore. There's more to know. There's more to intrigue you. There's more to keep you digging and looking and searching and asking of God, Would you reveal to me? This seems so boundless. There's just so much there. It's so rich. You see in the panorama of this, this picture unending, boundless. Then it uses the word fathomless. I almost picture that as being bottomless. You know, we've read 20,000 leagues under the sea at some point in your life, maybe. But I mean, we're talking, that's nothing. That's nothing. The riches of God, the unsearchable riches of God, they're bottomless. They're bottomless. They're just an immense amount yet to be known and yet to be explored. Then he uses the word incalculable. That, that speaks to me as something that's invaluable. You, you can't put a price tag on this. You can't begin to begin to calculate and to figure it. It's incalculable. It just keeps going and growing and and, and, and and developing more and more as we read. The Word of God, and as we come to understand more things, there's so much more to know. Then he uses the word exhaustless. Something that is endless. You just can't exhaust it. I experienced a little bit of exhaustion recently. But this is exhaustless. It's just endless. I'm glad mine ended as much as it did. Thank the Lord. Can you imagine the vision that Paul must have had, how overwhelming this must have been to him, to suddenly this panorama opens up to him? And he's just scratching the surface of all that's there, of the riches of Christ. Verse number 9, we move from the panorama to the plan. The plan of salvation, ultimately. Paul says here in the Amplified, Also to enlighten all men and make plain to them. What is the plan regarding the Gentiles and providing for the salvation of all men, of the mystery kept, through, kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now, in the mind of God who created all things by Christ Jesus? Jesus. Imagine God having this mystery, this mystery that he kept concealed, kept hidden through the ages, but God knew when the fullness of time would come. And when it was time to reveal that mystery, God knew and he would reveal it. The light came to enlighten. Verse 9, it talks about enlightening all men, to light the enlightened. What does light do? It dispels darkness, doesn't it? It was dark. It was not plain. It was not something you could see beyond. You, just, you couldn't hardly feel your way even through it all. It was just absolute darkness because of sin. But the light came. Hallelujah. And sin was discovered. And, and it was eliminated by the power of the one who brought the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he talks about in this, the, the plan being made plain. That's good news because now there's no need to stumble anymore. We're walking in the light. The plan has been revealed. The path has been laid out for us. And we no longer have to trip and stumble over the problem of sin. Thank God there's victory that we can have. We can walk in the light as He is in the light, and we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Oh, the riches. Oh, the riches. That he is revealing to us. This plan. The mystery is lifted. The plan is divulged. And salvation is made available for all men. All men. The plan of salvation that was concealed in the mind of God has been revealed. I just have to stop and say, well, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. He didn't keep it to himself. He revealed it. There's hope for us because of the plan. Thirdly, I would notice from verse number 10, the purpose, the purpose of God. Again, the Amplified says the purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known. Hallelujah. Oh God, we couldn't figure you out on our own. We can't begin to grasp the depth and the riches of all that you have for us. But thank you for, for giving us this, this picture, this view through this plan. And now the, the purpose of it all is being revealed. It's made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, the principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere being made known to us through all of that. The purpose is that through the church, God's wisdom is shown. God's wisdom, His purpose, His plan is revealed. God's wisdom is revealed through the church. We, the church, you and I, those who comprise the body of Christ, are commissioned to tell the good news We're commissioned to let it out, to to reveal the purpose of God and the plan of God to those who need to know, those who need to hear the good news, those who need to experience for themselves what He has provided. God's infinite variety is revealed through the church. That's His purpose. That's His plan. God has always had a plan and a purpose for the church. And it's a ministry that only she can perform. It's one that's commissioned to you and to me as the church, as the body of Christ, to perform. Aren't you glad? He has not set aside the church. He has a purpose for us. He has a plan for us. Thank you once again to all who are doing everything you can to feed and to nurture and to lead. Our children, right on up to the adults in this church setting. It's so important. God has a purpose for us. The next verse, verse 11, is the person. Number four, the person. It's none other than Christ. It's Christ himself. He tells us right here in the scripture, reading from the Amplified, this is in accordance with the terms of the eternal and timeless purpose which he has realized and carried into effect in the person of Christ Jesus our Lord. He has brought it to bear. He's he's brought it into effect In the purpose of Jesus Christ, our Lord, hallelujah. He's realized, he's carried into effect in the person of Christ Jesus. And lastly, the prayer. As we find in verse number 12, the prayer that is advocated. From the Amplified, verse number 12 reads like this. In whom, because of our faith in him... We dare to have the boldness, the courage, and the confidence of free access and unreserved approach to God with freedom and without fear. Oh, that's powerful. That is rich. No wonder it kind of lit my fire. It got some of that brain fog out. I dealt with that for a day or two it kind of worried me. I'd look at this stuff and it's like, "Oh my goodness. I don't I don't know. I've lost it." And it was like I just I just don't and but thank the Lord through your prayers it just lifted. Now some is is there naturally. I can't can't do much about that. Wow, it's all because of faith in him. Wow, it motivates our prayer. It gives us boldness in prayer. It gives us that faithfulness in prayer and that fear can be cast aside and that we can boldly ask of God. I've boldly asked of him for these needs this morning. He's the prayer-hearing and prayer-answering God. He's abundantly able. Hallelujah. It's all because of faith in Him. We have free access, and we have freedom without fear. Glory to God. We can pray with confidence by faith to appropriate the power of God. Amen. To appropriate the power of God, that it might be applied in this scenario and in this circumstance and in that area, area of mystery and confusion in our life. Thank God we can appropriate prayer. Paul says we now have an unreserved approach to God with freedom and without fear. We dare to have boldness. Oh, I love that statement. We can dare to have boldness. In the midst of my studies, with a little time on my hands, I came across an article written by someone by the name of T. Cooper. I don't know if it's male or female. I only have the first letter of their first name. The last name is Cooper. And they wrote an article about the unsearchable riches that I just had to incorporate this morning. It's a little lengthy. I'm going to try and read through it quickly. Hang on. It's some really interesting ways to look at this. It just piqued my interest so much when I read after this author. They said there are three quarters of a million words in this blessed book which lies before me. Three quarters of a million words. I didn't count them, didn't calculate it. That's what they said. But they said if every word, if every word were the word riches, that would not express the unsearchable riches of Christ. There are three and a half million letters in this book. If you took, counted all the letters in Paul an apostle of Jesus, and start counting all those letters, they say there are three and a half million letters in this blessed book. But if every letter were a word, and every word, the word riches, guess what? That would not express the unsearchable riches of Christ. They said there are millions of stars in the Milky Way, and astronomers assure us that every star is the sun, and that every sun has its system of planets. But if the word riches were emblazed on every sun and planet of the galaxy, that would not express the unsearchable riches of Christ. There are millions of millions of blades of grass in the field and millions and million millions of leaves in the forest. But if the word riches were impressed on every blade of grass and every leaf of every tree which has grown amid the influences of sun and air since creation, it would not express. The unsearchable riches of Christ. There are unnumbered millions and millions of grain of sand by the seashore. Oh, I love this. But if the word riches were stamped microscopically on every grain of sand that lies by the broad Atlantic and by the vast Pacific and by every ocean and sea in the known world, that would not express the unsearchable riches of Christ. If all the minds of power that ever existed among men and all the minds that worshipped and enthroned intellectual beauty and all the minds of large discourse looking before and after could be restored to human bodies and be consecrated and set apart for the transcendent investigation, they could not even unitedly Conceive and explain and fully express to us, you got it, you got it, if the highest archangel were to let down the plummet of his intelligence into the abysses of far-reaching inquiry, He could never ascertain so as to be able to explain and fully express the unsearchable riches of Christ. These riches never will be expressed even to all eternity. No, not by the noble army of martyrs, nor the glorious company of apostles, nor the goodly fellowship of the prophets, nor the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, nor the innumerable company of angels, nor the spirits of just men made perfect, nor by all the ransomed throngs of heaven. Saints and martyrs, prophets and patriarchs in glory will try to express the unsearchable riches. It will form their most ecstatic employment in heaven. Oh, I love that thought. Can you imagine? Now a glorified body. Now a mind that is far beyond anything you ever could grasp in this life. And they're still, still talking about the unsearchable riches. Join all the happy throng in heaven. Join the spirits of upright Job and perfect Noah. Join the souls of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Join the grand souls of Moses and Samuel and Elijah. Join the souls of... Pardon David and pardon Manasseh, Join the soul of Isaiah the prophet, who, in his old age, was sawn asunder by the wicked king. Join all ye whose souls under the altar of heaven cry, "Oh, how long, O oh Lord, how long thou wilt not thou avenge our blood upon the earth! Join the holy Stephen and Polycarp. Join the Holy Latimer and Ridley and Hooper and Roland Taylor and Anne Askew. Join all ye who labored so stoutly for your Lord and were favored to die in a natural death. Join the brave Wycliffe and the gallant Luther and the stern John Knox and the sweet John Bunyan and the praying George Fox. Join pious Doddridge and Tuneful Watts. Join noble George Whitefield and Holy John Fletcher and exhaustless John Wesley and dauntless rolling Roland Hill and grand and, and grand though lowly Robert Hall, join all the saints of God around his throne, ye sweetest trebles of. The eternal choir, ye millions of babies who died without actual sin, join all your notes of praise. Pull out every stop of the great organ of heaven from the deep, deep swell diapson of the lofty flute and concert. Gabriel, strike the loftiest note of thy harp of gold. Let the bright seraphim in burning row their loud uplifted angel trumpets blow. And let the full gathered host of heaven, angels and men, begin the grand anthem. Worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And let the eternal amen peal and roll and reverberate. To all the arches of heaven, but never, never shall the gathered host through all eternity be able to express the unsearchable riches of Christ. Now, if you're like me, my mind's had more than it can comprehend just in revealing these things. And the riches of Christ just keep on soaring. If that doesn't bless your soul, I'm not sure what else to do. I'm not sure what else to do when you think of the unsearchable riches of Christ. Scripture illuminated by the Spirit, that's our toolkit for our journey. It's our toolkit for our journey of discovery that God has called us to do. And with it, I believe, we're able to deliver to others through ministry the riches of God. What we we can grasp, what we are able to lay out there, it's still so rich and overwhelming. I would ask us. As we wrap this up this morning, have you kept alive your passionate purpose as a Christian? Are you keeping it alive? Or have you become settled and complacent and comfortable with what's familiar? That can be the subtle temptation to just kind of settle in and endure But oh God, give us a spirit and a mind and a heart that wants to know you. Lord, I want to know you. I just want to get to know you more and more. For the more I discover, it's so rich, it's so good. And to realize that I can come back tomorrow and I can get filled up again and again and again and again. again Because of the unsearchable riches of Christ I hope a message like this would just kind of help you to to cast your eyes toward the horizons of God, of His Word. Continue to explore and discover and then endeavor to, to spit it back out and convey it to someone else and make it applicable in your life and in the life of others. Paul said back to the King James, unto me... Verse 8, who am less than the least of all saints. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. I think we have to sing the song that's in our hymnal. Unsearchable riches as we wrap this up this morning. Let's turn to 140 in our hymnals. Song number 140. Oh, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Precious, more precious than gold. Stand with us, if you're able, as we sing this song and are dismissed from this service today. Oh, the unsearchable. so intriguing to us. Oh, the vastness of all that encompasses you. Help us, Lord, to be yet more hungry, more desiring, to know you in a fuller, greater measure and let you pour out your spirit and your likeness upon us in such a way that we'll just simply learn to be more like the master every day. Oh God, seal this truth to our hearts and help us, Lord, to be inquisitive enough just to continue to explore your wonderful truths. dismiss us with your blessing and be with us through the day and we'll praise you and thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Praise the Lord, we we'll dismiss.